0: Lights, camera, action.
1: Hello and welcome to another edition of Movie Madness in association with Spitball and Pod. I'm Luke Byron, joined as always by Keenan Bonner, and the match it will be getting into today is 2019's Knives Out versus 2009's Sherlock Holmes. Once again, Keenan, just the two of us today, um, people really did just rock up for good Goodfellas <laughs> and then uh, go on their merry way. Yeah. Uh,
0: as you ever committed to the course. you you're under the weather. I, yeah. never, I never fail 100%, so, but we still are.
1: We're riding. We, we still are. And... Uh, We've had two murder mystery, murder mystery films, uh, 10 years apart, two detective films, probably a better way of putting it. We'll start Knives, with... Well, Knives Out is, is
0: definitely a murder mystery.
1: Yeah, then I kind of bought the Sherlock Holmes, is it? Well, I sort of. reverted to type. We'll start with Knives Out, the film that made more... And the synopsis, a detective investigates the death of a patriarch of an eccentric combative family. So we've seen some glossy synopsis before. This one's very uh, to, the to the point for such a eccentric film. Mm.
0: I like that. We don't need a lot more than that in this, for this film, yeah.
1: When did you see this film? Uh, when it came to Amazon, like real fast. Yeah, I think that's when I saw it as well. Did you have high hopes for it? Because I remember there being a lot of fun oh, no, when it no. came out of the cinema. No, no, no. It was when it comes to Amazon
0: but a lot of people it wasn't that fast I not remember now because I was just gonna say I remember being told how good it was this uh just quickly this uh this joins the category of the uh this of the usual suspects for me because I already knew the end of, I already knew the bad ones oh, uh, it's
1: a shame although once you've seen it I feel like it feels quite obvious but I guess that's part of the joy of it I remember the promos coming out for this film, and it was one of them. And I think we spoke about this um, for previous films, and I can't think which film it was that we were doing it for. But it was essentially like uh, bollocks on the table, as uh, you may say. This is the cast that we've got mm. revel in it, and we probably don't need to do much more promo than this, because you're going to see it just based on that alone. I don't know what happened. I, from. I'm going from memory again. I feel like this came out around Christmas time. And... the tough the thing with films coming out around christmas time i guess for the family aspect of it it's good because you have more people if it's like your family it's easy to kind of wrap people up and go to the cinema and you probably make a lot of money that way Mm. when it's you go with like your mates and things it's hard isn't it because you're trying to maneuver like a trip together someone's got this christmas party someone's doing that with their family this that and I also find Never. it quite hard to yeah. tie down. You have to be quite selective with the film that you're going to see at this time when this comes out. And I, and I don't know how, but, yeah, I, I didn't see this at the cinema.
0: No, I didn't. I did watch it on it. I watched it when it came time. Um, I'm not sure. I, know, I can't remember if this, was Christmas, if this came out around Christmas time. Uh, yeah,
1: I last no day of November 2019. So it definitely came out for that December oh, um, period. period. Yeah. Um, so I can't even remember what would have come out around the same time, but um, either there was something that was more appealing or I it didn't go to the cinema around that time. But I remember being quite pumped for it when the, when the trailers came out and then it was sold as essentially being like a game of Cluedo in a film, which yeah. I don't think is too far removed. I, I think they even make a reference to that as part of the film yes. as it goes on. Um, did you write down what they say? They refer to it as... Ah, they say, dramatic, the guy practically lived in a clue board. So, yeah, very much. Even just with um, the way it starts, it's very cluedo isn't it? It's like uh, the the dark-coloured mansion in the background. The kind of keep uh, saying eccentric, because I've seen it in that uh, synopsis, the kind of pub carpet kind of pattern all the way, all away, nothing too, uh, I don't really know what I'm saying here. It looked like something you would imagine in a board. Is basically what I'm getting at. Yeah. No, I get, I, I get that.
0: Um, The different methods of disposal, et cetera. How, do you yeah. do, how, how
1: would you do sort of thing is another part of it. Based on what you've said so far, what do you think the critics thought of it? I reckon I'll love this. <laughs> so, Knives Out is a self-aware, stylized farce that has a great time and pulls you along with it. A knowing nudge wink that leans heavily into the genre's well-worn threads before pulling the rug out from underneath you repeatedly. Knives Out is at once a glowing tribute and a smart retooling of the formula by Johnson. The sheer charisma of the actors, all working at a high level and having a damn good time, propels the movie and makes it truly special. So you can see where we're going here. Uh, I, I hesitate to use the term instant classic, but what I will say is that Knives Out has struck a very particular sweet spot. Finally, it's both a witty spoof of murder mysteries and an outstanding embodiment of the genre. So they're all fairly accurate? The last one, definitely. I don't think I've spoken to anyone that doesn't like this film, which is quite rare, particularly when a film is receiving such high praise. It's usually someone out there just ready to tell you how much they didn't like it, but I've not heard anyone... Say anything negative about this? It, it's fun, like, and um, it, it like it is the
0: is the best way to describe it. It is fun, which strange thing to say about when well, it's a geriatric who's just he has been killed. Um, but it is fun, and it, it's it's good to watch. And like it says, the actors are all very good in it. Sometimes that is sometimes the benefit of just hiring good actors. But yeah, even at the
1: start, I say when it says. Uh, it's so 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 since his demise yeah yeah, as much as like that means quite a dark thing just the way they've worded it is almost playful in that i guess like it says there, almost apparently just stopping just shy of that um even the way they show his body at at the start despite the fact that if that is throat slit they show it in such a way as it's not really there to shock you it's kind of in your face from the get-go it's quite uh well as throat slittings go well i've got a bit on there to tell you why it went down like this well i was gonna say as throat slittings go for, for film um <clears throat> it's
0: the way he's found is quite peaceful he could yeah. be face he could be face down actually just in a pool of his own blood like it could have done it so that he's two-thirds of the way decapitating his head's hanging off yeah there are a lot oh, of ways to do it, a lot of
1: ways to have done it. Yeah, I'll, I'll take you through the trivia because there isn't much of it. So, Rian Johnson said that Michael Shannon was by far the funniest person on the set and came up with a lot of his character's funny lines and physical moments, such as his triumphant arm raise during the eat shit scene and his retort, I am not eating one iota of shit. I Would you that. have guessed that from the cast? Uh, I wouldn't have guessed
0: that from him, let alone the cast.
1: Maybe it's because I'd read it already, um, the trivia. But once I'd read it and I was looking at the script, I thought, I can kind of see him being, I get, I'm assuming it's probably quite a dry sense of humour. I imagine it's kind of short, wise cracks. I'd have probably had it between him and Don Johnson, to be honest, as to yeah. who was going to be the Joker on the set. Mm,
0: I get that. I will, Actually, I don't get it. I wouldn't have picked Shannon. Jamie Lee Curtis, I would have, would have had up there.
1: With Michael Shannon, and I don't think you've seen it, but you've heard me reference it plenty of times. Um, I was thinking as soon as I saw him being funny of The Night Before, where he played Mr Green, um, I guess I could kind of just see him in the funny role, which is why I thought of it. Maybe that's Mm. why. Fair enough. Um, When Ransom tells his family at the will reading to eat shit, He was originally supposed to tell them fuck you individually.
0: Rian Johnson
1: divided to remove most of the F-bombs in the script, to secure a PG-13 rating and keep it more like the mystery films he used to watch with his family growing up. Chris Evans was the one who suggested substituting eat shit. I sort of thought that as I was watching it because that is just a perfect moment where you tell someone fuck (laughs) "Fuck you. Rian Johnson also contemplated Cutting Blanc's donut speech but Daniel Craig convinced him that it was good. Um, watching the actor deliver it, sold him on keeping the entire thing. Fair enough. There's, there's quite a lot with that final sequence. I didn't take down all of the trivia, but um, Daniel Craig supposedly really impressed the director on the set of this film. And he does seem to be, um, he seems like the kind of actor that De Niro would love if you've uh, followed the previous podcast that we've done. Um, so Craig reportedly memorised the the entire final um, 30 pages of this script, not just his lines, everyone's. Mm. And it meant that they changed a lot of how it was filmed. There was going to be a lot of kind of uh, short, sharp cuts yeah. when he's delivering that speech. And because Craig had gone to the effort of memorising it so well, he supposedly wanted to kind of give Craig his props and have it as a less cuts. And so it doesn't look like, they're doing it for that purpose as if you can just have the focus on Craig as he delivers this long speech, because he was really taken aback by the fact that he'd gone to the trouble of doing this when, particularly with the size of actor he is, he really didn't need to. I know
0: it sounds strange because obviously life changing and all that, and he's now an A-lister and a superstar. But I think by playing James Bond, some people don't give him enough credit as an actual actor.
1: I guess is a lot of people probably have not seen him before that maybe but like he was in layer Cake, he was quite cl- yeah. classically trained and stuff so he
0: is like he is actually well, a they in America. maybe not no you're probably right but what
1: james bond but i mean before james bond so the films uh, that you're referring to there of him doing
0: maybe not i don't know but still like come on he's got to have done something they're not casting unknowns no no. You know, James Bond, but people did seem to be surprised that he could act or do anything other than James Bond,
1: and I just thought, well, come on. I think once you've done that, people kind of, and I don't know if this is an American thing or if it's a celebrity thing because we've got our fair share of them. I think people are used to people doing the bare minimum amount of work because they now can, and I guess with Daniel Craig, maybe securing Bond has made him even more of an actor that wants to do these kind of things rather than less of it. Well, whereas some other issues,
0: when he sort of when he was given the whole, I don't want to do another one. That seemed to be the case. He wanted to do something. I would not say
1: serious, but or, or proper. We want to do something more
0: well, in I'd line with himself, at, sort
1: of thing. If you look at the direction that, I mean, even in this film, Chris Evans has gone since securing and since kind of being an A lister himself. He seems to be far less audacious and he's happy to do, I mean, he's, he's doing the the new origin story of Buzz Lightyear. It's what he's doing now. Whereas I can't see Daniel Craig kind of hitting that point and then settling for doing that. It looks like he kind of wants to push himself further now. Maybe you've got two differences there because there's nothing about Chris Evans suddenly turning up on set and memorising it. In fact, the only trivia that you really get about him on here is how good he was with the dogs if that helps does so, love dogs so that yeah he says some of the best acting in this film is from the dogs because uh, they really sold it that they didn't like chris evans <laughs> when uh, in reality they loved him yeah I do do see some about him he does love dogs um daniel craig and anna de armas would later work together in the 25th james bond film no time to die this is due to Craig choosing Armas for her role uh, due to the chemistry of them working together on this film. So uh, they needed someone to be a new bomb girl and Daniel Craig said, look, I know just the person. Oh, God. Big, like
0: More so more so these days. Like it's not like he's doing this in 1970 when it would actually just fully be a bit part. Yeah. He'd be there to, to look good and do nothing else. Like, don't you, get me wrong. Anna Dearmous is there to look good in Bond, but there is more
1: more to it. You've seen the new Bond now, haven't you? No sir. Okay. Oh, please don't say, say anything. No, no, no. Um and I was just gonna be whether um her continuing and whether that would do anything with him kind of picking her. Um but I guess even you you've seen the press shots for her role in this it seems to have blown her up more than like feature-length films that she's done like just in one picture of her in that black dress mm-hmm. has just gone absolutely mental i mean yeah i'm not shocked <laughs> after seeing her in the film but uh yeah she's actually just no it
0: has she's actually just fantastic
1: though yeah yeah we had um alex talking about her on monday's podcast and you get i could see the i could hear the glint in his eye as he was talking about it no, so I meant as an actress.
0: I mean, no, not, yeah, not, he, he she, didn't
1: um she looks
0: like something from another planet, but but actually she is just mint. She mint she's good in war dogs a little bit, she has in that. She yeah. really, really good in this. And then presumably she's minting in James
1: Bond. Yeah, she's very good. Um hmm. yeah, so Rian Johnson, as I said, decided early on that he wanted a PG thirteen, so he removed the F bombs from the original script. He also originally wanted the throat slice to be a very expressive, expressionistic red splash towards the audience. But the MPAA gave them an R rating just for that one scene, which forced yeah, them to drop it that. completely.
0: Yeah, it's not just the throat cut, it's the suicide part of it as well.
1: It's also if, if you um, and I thought about this after to see in the trivia, when they go back into the room after, like, there's not a speck of blood anywhere and you can correct me if, if I'm wrong. Would would they do that? Would would the police scrub and clean a room and get rid of all the blood when there's a murder still, like they're still
0: working out how this happened? Uh, I don't think it would happen instantly. No,
1: but this is within do. a
0: week. Like, isn't yeah. it? this is uh, a uh, of days. Possibly, possibly within a week. Because if she, they do, they do their sweep, take the forensics, and then maybe they get a crime a crime scene quite uh,
1: They've, they seen, they've barely got the toxicology report back. No, but may, maybe they maybe they will. But they I don't I don't, don't know. think um, Ransom would be able to get into the crime scene and start picking apart uh, <laughs> evidence bags.
0: Uh, yeah, that that's less Sneaky there. guy. That that would be left there. By the way, is mental. Yeah. <laughs> that that someone hasn't picked that up. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't know.
1: So. I assume you've seen that a sequel for Knives Out was announced. Um, it's in post-production at the moment. Knives Out 3 has actually been confirmed as well. Nice. Um, and the script I believe has already been written for that. The only relation. Oh my God, Benoit. Yeah. So he is, it's going to be one of them. He's going to carry on through the films. The rest of the cast is just going to be swapped out each time. Um, I can tell you and the people listening that, that don't know, um, some of the names cast in Knives Out 2, and it's not quite the same in terms of A-list, but I'm very intrigued as to how this mishmash of actors is going to come together. So, you've got Daniel Craig, as I said, um, Dave Bautista, Bautista, um, Ed Norton, Kate Hudson. Nice. Nice. Ethan Hawke. Yeah. Catherine Hahn. Okay. And uh, Jessica Henwick, who you may know as uh, Colleen in Iron Fist, if uh, you don't recognise her name otherwise. And there are some uh, other award-winning actors and actresses who I just didn't recognise, so it didn't really mean much for me to say them out to you. But even just putting together... I mean, Ed Norton and Kate
0: Hudson are still fucking stars.
1: Yeah. um, Catherine Hahn is probably as big as she's been after... um, Wonder Division. Now she's Have in that. Yeah, she's uh, the one that pissed in the urinal in Step Brothers.
0: Oh, I know exactly. She's seen so many things.
1: Yeah, she. Um, she she's was very funny. Um, she was probably after Wonder and Vision the next leading star in One Division, oh. and there was a lot of memes that kind of took off from there. And just her character is a very big part of it. Yeah. And so okay. she her name like her kind of google trends have just shot through the roof since then. Okay. So the fact that this was already in the making I imagine they got her at a low price and were thankful that they um, got her mean, when they did.
0: If they're bringing her in and I'm sure she is a great as a serious actress but everything I've seen her and she's she's comedic purposes. Yeah. But I imagine they're going to keep with the same sort of team, the light heartedness that's all
1: of it. Well, all of those, to be fair, um, Batista, that's effectively what he does, isn't it? Like, he's a guy, he's going to make some jokes, look at me, I'm big and muscly, and I'm dumb. Yeah. Uh, Ed Norton's interesting, but, like, he's not, not going to be, getting on board with the, comedian, even, even in, uh, like, like, rounders and things there's kind of like Mm -hmm. winks to the camera stuff and that kind of thing yes it it's an interesting one i'd be interested to see what they do with the third one because i would assume after the success of the first one they know what they need to do now for this to be a success and obviously they they're pretty sure they've got that to commission a third and i don't even think they're going to stop at three i think this is going to be One of them where you can keep going because if one misses, you're only keeping one character each time. So,
0: yeah, I mean, I I suppose so. I I mean, I always think it's brave to confirm and pay for start paying for number three when
1: you haven't seen what number two is going to do. But what do I know? It's it's interesting with Daniel Craig because he must have enjoyed the kind of franchise element of James Bond. Well, at the same time, knowing that's run its course, it's almost like he was looking for something else to do in this sense, because or he must just really love the character, because if you're going to sign off from James Bond, then you're going to have to love the next character that you're signing on to repeat doing. Yeah. So he must have enjoyed doing this role. There's not a lot not to enjoy. Well, no, no, based like, you know, from what we've seen, he probably got quite a lot of free reign, Within the script, like I know he was basically given the outlines of the accent, and then he was able to kind of find his own, Um, even just down to the things where he's singing in the car. I know he had free reign of essentially, you sing what you want in this. Uh, (laughs) And they gave him a lot of respect by the sounds of it, like you've done your crave, we can trust what you're doing here.
0: Yeah.
1: No, Um, I get that. The director. Brian Johnson. If I take you through his resume, um, notable ones, uh, Looper, I still, I don't know if you've seen that yet or not.
0: Is that the Bruce Willis thing?
1: Yeah. I have seen it. Gordon Levitt. You have or you haven't? I have. You like it? It's okay. Um, have you seen Breaking Bad? Yes. So he directed the, um, Ozyman Dias episode, the one where Hank dies, um, rated 10.0 okay. on IMDb, the highest-rated episode TV show film in the history of IMDb. He he directed that episode. That's some fucking bullshit. But fair enough. Wow, well, that's that's what that's what got it. Um, he also directed Star Wars Episode Eight, um, which I don't I don't think you've seen. No, I, I I haven't. Which one's that? Um, so it's the last one. Um, oh, that okay. they've done. Um, essentially, he says the uh, the character of the kind of kid in this one, the one who they refer to as a Nazi. Yeah. Um, he, he feels represents all of the people that were sending him abuse for how shit they thought Star Wars was, huh. um, and that's all encapsulated in within that character. Um, so that, that, was, that was what he said afterwards um, as to the stick that he received. Um, yeah, for, for a fairly short career in terms of like the list, it's, it's not a long, he's not done 15, 20, 30 films, mm. some pretty, even if you don't like what he's done, the names he's worked with, the budgets he's been given, very impressive.
0: Yeah, fair enough.
1: Means we got a franchise
0: at this stage. Yeah, I mean, I assume they've given him some budget to work with for this second one. Yeah.
1: Um, what did this do? Uh, the third one. What did this do um, box office wise? Do you know? I've got it in front of me. Budget forty million. Opening weekend, twenty seven million. Worldwide gross three hundred eleven million.
0: Okay.
1: Not not. I mean, really good, really good return. But it's it not, feels, not stellar. It, it feels to me, and I guess going by what we've said, it's one that truly did pick up with word of mouth. Yeah. It's interesting that still that can be a thing, and you not have things that, even when you've got this cast, that's hyped up too much where people are judging it before. I don't know how many people paid attention to it by the seams of that, because... When the opening weekend, oh, 20, that's only in the US and Canada, the twenty-six million. But mm. To then pick up like that, that suggests it is word of mouth that's taken that to to the point that it's got to. Yeah, I mean uh, that was, <clears throat> excuse me, that was my main motivation behind it was people telling me that I need to. Yeah, I I, I remember as soon as I saw it, I must have messaged. I think I messaged TK, I messaged uh, Alex. I mentioned to several people like you, you've got to see this like I turned it on I think I was even on my phone when I started watching it and then within about 10 minutes I think maybe the first time I heard Daniel Craig speak and I was a bit like I'm not so sure about this and then I don't know what something must have like clicked with me and I was just all in from there right through to the end but it's not it's not the most unpredictable ending, is it? But even still no. they take you down a nice little path to get there. No exactly they do. Like I like to say it's just fun. If he didn't have to worry about a rating and you see the things that they have here, do you think it's a better or worse film so they can go with the throat slit, so they can go with the swearing? Um I don't know. If they do the think, front slit, I think it
0: changes the tone of the film drastically.
1: Exactly. I think the fact that they've had to keep within the rating has probably not kept them held back, but it's kept them within a box that they know we need to work within this frame. They can't mm. go too far left and ruin it. Like you have to stay within this. I guess it I guess it probably helps because even if you look at the things they've done, I know he directed that. Breaking Bad episode but the rest of what he's done has been typically your 12 to 15 level films I'm looking at Looper, I'm looking at yeah. Star Wars and that kind of thing so I guess it probably worked quite well the fact that he, he's written, I mean, just looking at what he's got at the moment uh, he did a number of shorts he did a film called Brick with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Okay, that's not a bad start. It's um, so a seven point two rating on IMDb. Uh, he then writes a film called *The Brothers Bloom*. Nope. PG thirteen film with Rachel Weisz, Adrian Brody, and Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> He's all straight in with stars. Like, yeah. That's that's as far as two thousand and eight. Um, and then between 08 In 2012, he does no, nothing uh, released that he's written. Kelly has a good relationship with Gordon Levitt because that's the the first film he does with him. He's directed an episode of that um, hit record on TV that he does. He wrote the Star Wars film that he directed. He wrote Knives Out, written Knives Out 2 and 3, and he's also written an untitled Star Wars trilogy that's yet to be released. Hmm. Fair enough He's busy I, I always yeah. like that more When they've written it And directed it Because you, you Then you really do see What I guess They intended on that piece of paper um, I'd imagine yeah, no. If he's got A Knives Out trilogy In a Star Wars trilogy On the go he, He's going nowhere So if you don't like him It's probably Bury your head in the sand time Because uh, He's clearly going nowhere Well I mean It seems to be The Star
0: Wars part of it that people are going to take issue with
1: i think if this goes through to the next round we'll do it then if not then we'll do it on another episode i think i'll maybe give you a budget uh uh metaphorical budget one week and get you to make the best knives out cast that you can with that and see what see what you end up with yeah no, we can have a look we can have a look at that
0: i mean 40 mil gets you a lot in this yeah <laughs> That's the only thing i'll say
1: I know it's an a lot of money, but... With with some of those names, like, uh, and I'm talking like they're shot to bits, but like Ed Norton, Ethan Hawke, I like the idea of the Knives Out franchise bringing back some of these guys that we've not seen in a while, or we've not seen in, like, a big-budget film for a while, Mm. and him using that as kind of a vehicle where, for one, if these people aren't in big-budget films at the moment, they're probably going to be more flexible to just seeing what wacky things you can create with this because i don't know what way they're going to go with that cast but they're very interested yeah i just i hope they keep it secluded i don't want it to be a kind of uh running across the city um detective one like that i'd rather it stick to the format they've got at the moment i mean i think if they do happen to go to sort of
0: throw it into the city they probably back more towards the roots of the of the film in terms of genre and sort of action yeah. and so on.
1: This film had it just about right, didn't it? Like it's mainly set in this one house and then for, for just as and when they branch out a little, but even still, it's all kind of reverts back to the same place every time. Um, how rewatchable do you think the film was? Very. Is this the second time you'd watched it Have you watched it? It's the third time, time I it. It's just about the. I think it's what two hours fifteen, maybe. Mm-hmm. But in front, of no, I don't yeah. know why I'm asking. It was two hours ten, so even less. It's. I guess even then, with what we've said, the fact that it's within that genre, there's nothing too heavy in there. Like it's not. And I always refer to you, and we have the same debate as to whether you've seen it or not. Um, the film *Prisoners*. I'm That's still convinced I have I'm sure you told me before what you have. If not, then I'm looking forward to seeing it here. But There's a kind of whodunit aspect to that, but the film is a lot heavier. It's not rewatchable in the sense that I'm having a nice, happy evening. I'm going to stick this film on. But it's going to take you through the motions. This is one you can quite literally put, put your feet up. You can enjoy this. 97% the approval rating on uh, Rotten Tomatoes for this. I still don't understand why we use that as a fucking anything I hate that website I I, I just saw it while I got the uh, critics reviews um, Otherwise I I don't use it I'm not just I fucking hate it Yeah I've got I used to have a list I would do And you can make a list what you will Um, When I would go to the cinema a lot more On IMDb I would rate the film Instantly the second I Came out of there um rather than sit on it and then at the end of the year I'd look back and see kind of what what films I'd watched each time and I must have had this in a year when I was going to the cinema but I know I definitely watched it at home I gave this an eight out of ten the second I finished watching it do you think that's harsh do you think that's too high or what do you think sorry say that again so I gave it the second I turned it off I gave it an eight out of ten no, on my solid IMDb. App. Yeah, I'd probably say you're in around that, right maybe a little bit higher for me. Yeah, I think it's got better in my mind. Uh, I mean, in hindsight, so maybe that's why it goes against me doing the immediate. Seven point nine is what the rating is on IMDb, um, kind of overall. Um, really good. The the, the cast alone. Um, Chris Evans, if, if you had this script in front of you and you had this set of actors, would he be the person you'd have put in that role? No, maybe not. Who would you have done from the cast? I
0: don't know. I'm not sure. I swear to maybe he's there. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. I think it's very hard to talk about recasting in this. Yeah. Just even, because... even between roles in the film. Because everyone, everyone hits their, their own notes pretty pretty much perfect. Like, can you swap Shannon and Daniel Craig, for example? Can you... Sh- can you? Like, I, don't, I don't
1: think you can. Don Johnson always looks like he could very much be a bad guy. He's part of uh, his, yeah. uh, his shtick. Um, and I think I still see him as Big Daddy in Django, which doesn't help his case. Um No. He's also in Brawling Cell Block 99 as well as a, a crooked warden, so he does seem to be a bad guy in most things. Yeah, Yeah, I, I guess the point of Chris Evans in this is he's not supposed to be the obvious bad guy. And no. This is why he slips through the fingers of uh, those involved. Um, the other ones that we have there, even in the kind of lesser roles, you've got um, Catherine Langford in there who... Done 13 Reasons Why, which is obviously where she blows up. She was supposed to have a decent sized role in Avengers uh, Endgame. I don't know if you knew that. No, I didn't. So she was going to be um it was gonna be like a flash forward in the film when uh, Tony dies. Dishing out spoilers of fun, but if you haven't seen Breaking Bad or Avengers Endgame, I feel like probably not too fussed at the spoilers at this stage but yeah when he when he dies um he was going to have a conversation with his older daughter and that was going to be her and then they realize like this makes no sense why are we doing this and so she gets cut out of like the biggest franchise in uh, modern times but even then she goes from that she's in this and as a lesser character she's still a recognizable face which i guess is the point of knives out isn't it yeah all of the press photos for this are like a, like a squad photo for some unique sport that you've never heard of because it's them all in a line in just these funky suits all the way across. Um, supposedly, Rian Johnson, when he sent this script out and he was trying to kind of get these people on board, he had to put kind of a uh, footnote on there to ignore the first 30 pages, which was uh, the early kind of interrogations going back and forth, to the point where he was debating whether or not it should be in the film. Do you find that hard to believe? Because obviously it's such an integral part to showing everyone's kind of character. I think it might be my favorite part of the film, in fact. Um, I don't know how you feel about it. Wouldn't go, wouldn't go, so. I wouldn't go that far.
0: I don't think. Just been sat trying to think about my favourite moment in this film, and I think it's one that.
1: Well, we'll I know we'll get there, but a the funny thing—it's one that's yeah. really quite boring. Are you, are you surprised that maybe it didn't read well? <laughs> the fact that he says he's having to kind of say to people, "Look, don't judge this based on the first thirty pages. It gets better. I promise you."
0: But I know, I was going to say how much happens, but I mean, the murder's there, but after that, a great deal doesn't happen. Speak about it. Speak about it. Speak about it. You get some flashbacks and then Chris Evans obviously rolls in, doesn't he? and then you see it so picks up from there when he's the expected or not the expected, that's that's not that's not fair because I wouldn't have had a clue I didn't have a clue when I, I wouldn't have had a clue when I first watched it. Sorry, even though as I say it didn't spoil for me. But I do the dialogue's do pretty record.
1: sharp, isn't it? For that oh, opening. Like you've yeah. got the slickness of Don Johnson in there, like Jamie Curtis is kind of going back and forth, looking a bit fidgety, trying to get out of there. They're kind of picking and blaming each other. I think Michael Shannon's pretty good in this bit. I guess we need to see the script to be able to base it, but I don't know. I was just a bit shocked when I read uh, him saying about it. What is your favourite moment or scene? Oh, mate, I, d- I don't know. Uh, there's, I d-
0: I don't, I'm not too sure. I was trying to think of this. I do like the end. I do really like the end. I think it's quite funny. Benoit's introduction, pretty much any of his speeches or questions that he asked. asks. Yeah. Sorry. I love it when he's on screen.
1: Yeah. The will reading is quite funny afterwards. Yeah, that's very good, actually. Um, What we said about the goriness and things like that. Do you think you get away with kind of your joint lead having an infliction where she can't lie without being sick? Do you think you can have that in a film where you're showing throat slices in front of the camera? Where you've got no. kind of uh, swearing here there, so like I say, it's... like even that in itself, I know it's
0: that's done to be funny, to make you chuckle. Maybe not like burst like laughing, depending on how bad a person you are, but that's done. But ha. Okay, I mean obviously I, it plays a key point in the actual story itself, but like in terms of visualising it when she throws up into the into the, the yeah. flower pot. Is there to be oh, okay, and then you should like this is there to have a smile if you. I do think, like I say, if you show that the, the throat slicing in all its glory, it changes, it becomes a very
1: dark film.
0: It's probably really. just con-
1: confused at that point, then because you're like, What are you trying to be here? Like, with it at the moment, as we've said, even just from the font they you use, you're like, I kind of know what this is supposed to be. If you're then having these dark moments just kind of scattered in, it's maybe a bit like. I don't really know. You might then criticise, oh, that's a bit childish, having the thing of mm. slapstick, like, throwing up in people's faces, this and that. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe the, the rating was the best thing that could have happened to them in terms of saying that we want you to be below this. I think, like I say, again, I do. it changes for some
0: of the best bits where it, it's funny. I do think if they do go darker to open it, not intentionally, but there's no way, that you can't i mean the mix-up of the medicine where she's in tears yeah like you're gonna die that's that's very dark yeah but then if you physically show him knocking like killing himself and then blood squaring over the camera etc yeah. like, cri- <laughs> me, like that's that's a heavy start to the film but where obviously you've got the bit where they do the flashback and she, they're playing um ba- 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 yeah. they're playing go and stuff and he, he okay. launches
1: launches the board off the table the, the blood at the camera really is something you'd expect to see, as we've referenced before, kind of 2007, you're coming like 3D's just coming back in. You've got the, every 3D thing has to be at the camera because you're giving the people their money's worth. I always reference Spy Kids 3D. Um, but just because every bit of 3D in that film was quite literally, we've paid for the 3D, you're going to see the 3D up close. Yeah. A shot of the camera like that, it's something you really would only see around that time for that kind of thing. Yeah, and I mean, I think times had admitted, like you say, times have definitely
0: moved past that. 3D was less of a thing; is way yeah. less of a thing
1: come 20 come a couple of years ago. The thing of, Brian Johnson taking the choice to kind of accept the uh, certificate. Do you think he's uh, trying to be the big man there? Because I've got to think. If I'm giving him this budget and I'm giving him, well, these actors who you've probably paid a lot for, I feel the studio might be the ones saying that, call it whoever's decision, you're not having this above a PG-13. We're, we're not risking losing that family market. I'm not so well, sure that was his that's, choice.
0: <clears throat> that's what it boils down to. All, it, yeah. Yeah. The, the, like, whether it's him, the street, it might be him. I mean, director many a director who has had that thought process, so it's not wouldn't be unique to him. But because we hear, we hear all the stories that go the other way as well, and the director wants yeah. to battle back and say, no, no, it has to be this way. So there there are examples of both, um, certainly. But like ultimately, that's what it boils down to. If you make this the 15 and 18, but I don't know what, so I don't know what the American equivalents are, but. If you make it one of those, like you cut out, you just yeah. cut out X amount of people who may see this film or may go and pay to see this film. The fact that they got the Amazon deal, all those people probably end up seeing it anyway, but you're not making as much.
1: Uh, it would be weird for this where even just looking at the poster, it feels like a family film. Yeah, which is, so again, it w- still strange. That would have been, yeah. yes, um, right. been strange. Yeah, sure. It would have been strange. We'll come back to some of these. MVP. Um, some out there may say it's uh, Ana Armas in this, whether I've pronounced that right or not. What say you? Is it Daniel Craig, full stop? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I find it hard to disagree. Um,
0: it's his film, ultimately. You ask me about
1: this film, the...
0: he's the person I think of.
1: Is anyone other than those two a side character in this?
0: Is anyone other than those two a side character? Yeah. Even the main character?
1: So I'm saying, are Daniel Craig and Anand Diana, the other ones, that, the only ones that aren't side characters in this? Yeah, so anyone other, other than those
0: are main characters. Is the question. So uh, who, no, they're all, they're all.
1: But it's those two. Yeah, so who would you say is the best side character in this? It's got to be Chris Evans, right? I think I would go Michael Shannon. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's it's very savage in this film the way he's like you've got to think about your mother who you essentially just found out is an illegal immigrant here you've got to have a little think about this and then falls into a web visitor making where she's like if you're saying the resources i know i have those resources so i should be able to do that in in that moment, so you do judge the characters in this for how they react to the death of their grandfather, father, etc., and the fact that the will isn't going their way. I would imagine everyone, no matter what you would like to say, would react differently if the carer of whoever this relative may be to you suddenly assigned the millions and millions in the will. If this happened to you um, and your mate who's that's just been given everything is then on the phone and saying to you, look, I'll oh, make sure you're, you're well taken care of. I think she, she ta- I forget the character's name, I don't know it's um, the girl from 13 Reasons Why in this. You're being summoned in that instance. She takes that quite well. Essentially saying, I'll oh, make sure you get a bit of pocket money every now and then. Yeah, but that's they make make her to be that character.
0: But I don't think it. I don't think you would ever come out in the wash like that. You know, I don't know how you how you'd approach
1: that. in The first place. Uh, just seeing it, I was thinking, if I'm phoning up and already it's a uh, bad intentions on the call to say, look, you're not going to take the money, are you? And look, I'll make sure I'll make sure you can still get free school. Don't worry about it. You're going to be even more wound up than you were when you start making the call.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean. I mean it's nice of you to be like oh, I'll take care of you because she could buy all rights props but yeah, taking it all it's all mine now But at the same time she's phoning up thinking that she's going to be getting multi-millions this is like uh, would you rather get no bonus from your work at Christmas or would you rather get something insulting like a tenner um, this yeah. I think was like the equivalent of I'll give you a tenner yeah I, I get what you're saying um originality i think is a tough one for this the other ones i think we'll come back to um because it felt entirely original to me at the time but at the same mm-hmm. time it is that it's kind of tugging at another piece of it i guess it's the conundrum we have when we've done several tarantino films isn't it yeah well i mean it just stopped shy of the butler did it sort of thing it felt so original to me seeing that i can't it think does. of anything else like it <clears throat>
0: I don't know if I don't know how they managed to do it, but I understand that it's set in 2019. But some somehow it just feels like it's not.
1: Yeah, 2018,
0: I think. Um, well, but the the point. Yeah, I get it. Standard, yeah. It's, it's a point, point standing. It somehow feels like it's not.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It's very strange. and I think every time I watch it,
1: that probably works with having it as secluded. Like if mm. if it branched out, you couldn't do that. But the fact that it is like you don't really get the scope to see if it is more developed than that like they've got smartphones and that's basically and they can yeah. send some encrypted emails yeah no no just always a point i mean originality
0: wise i think they do i think it's there's nothing that you would call it original
1: yeah i agree if we go on to sherlock holmes and then we'll uh, wrap it all up nicely in a book. um the synopsis here Detective Sherlock Holmes and his stalwart partner Watson engage in a battle of wits and brawn with a nemesis whose plot is a threat to all of England. What do you think the critics say of this? Bang! I'll take you through it. Critics don't usually give you average; they usually go one way or the other. No, um, I, but I,
0: I, I don't. I, don't know, I think so. there'll be one. There'll be a review that's. Oh, I can't believe they've done this to Sherlock Holmes. There'll be one. Yeah. That's, oh, it's a great. It's a great reimagining by the brand. Yeah. Uh, they talk. They are
1: so right from the get-go here so uh, Downey Jr. is a delight giving his homes an impish sense of mischief and proving unexpectedly nimble in the bounce of bare knuckle, bare chested boxing um, sorry uh, proving unexpectedly nimble in the bounce of bare knuckle, bare chested boxing that Richie shoehorns into the story now that isn't a surprise is it so uh, mugging Guy Richie there from the get-go um too much of an action venture story so it loses what makes sherlock holmes entertaining any validity in that for you uh a little
0: but not enough not enough oh, that I thought that. It, not not enough that i thought about it whilst i was watching it
1: yeah night, if that makes sense
0: they are uh, they do miss parts of what i love about sherlock holmes i I've yeah. told you that before uh
1: we have spoken about it because i've we've spoken before i think we've both read the books mm. no no yeah, I read them when I was younger. We had, uh, I think when I started at uh, Crypt, you basically got a list of books and they were like, look, these are the kind of things that we'd expect you to be reading. Um, and I don't think many other people actually read any of them, but I picked out Sherlock Holmes from the list. I was a little reader of that. Um, Have
0: printed them all about 15 years ago. Uh, no.
1: Probably more than that, I would say.
0: No, this specific collection, this is. Oh, OK. And my dad bought them all. They would just, uh, my dad bought them all. I read them all probably about four
1: times. Yeah, they are very good. Mm. Um, there's not only a whole lot of bone crunching and rib busting that Holmes joyously indulges in, there's a perpetual grubby look, his overnight stubble, stained shirt, and dissolute, world-weary attitude that totally reinvents the character. So you're right there. Mm. This film seems like a cynical moneymaker, using a storied name to draw attention while not even trying to bring that beloved creation to life. Expect more of the same moving forwards, though.
0: I mean, any film,
1: not just Sherlock Holmes,
0: but any film like this where you <laughs> take something that is that what is that what is only a moneymaker. Call it it's cynical, right? It depends to the, to the individual, but it's only there. this was only there to make money. There was no... Not knives not, out with the original story, etc., etc. This is there to make money, this is to take Sherlock Holmes to a global audience. If it wasn't already.
1: Uh, elementary, my dear readers, but not in a nice way.
0: <laughs> nice. Very easy, very cheap, that, I have to say. Yeah.
1: I also, this is
0: 09. this is when, it might be 2009, that, oh wait, 09. this is basically around the time that it. any copyright that was held against it came to an end, didn't it?
1: I do, I do, you probably know that better than me.
0: Yes, there was something to do with it. It became not public property, but it became free, more freely available for creators, which is why Sounds they familiar. reprinted the books. They made a TV show. They made, two, they made two films.
1: It's entertaining, but it's also a bit goofy. Holmes here is a Victorian 007. I guess upon rewatching, this would be my biggest criticism of the film is... When I look at Knives Out, I feel that's what a Sherlock Holmes film should be, and this isn't.
0: Yeah, you, you always, you always, you always associate Sherlock Holmes with inter- with intellect- intellectualism, um, and I don't know if you do Robert Downey Jr. in this film, and I what? don't know if that says more about the film or Robert Downey Jr.
1: Uh- I think it says a lot about Guy Ritchie, who I don't particularly like as it is. I think he seems like a twat as a bloke in the interviews on Cynadine, your on Madonna. My girl Madonna, please. Uh, It seems like, and with other directors, I'd probably praise them for doing this, but everything he does is like, I'm going to do Guy Ritchie on, what he's done it for, Sherlock Holmes, he's done it for Aladdin, he's done it for King Arthur the films that I like of his are where it's a completely like his own creation mm. Like I, I criticised it before hold my hands up, went back and watched Snatch, enjoyed it Very so cool. these, those are the ones I'd rather see him do in Snatch I actually quite like The Man from Uncle but maybe that's because I hadn't I didn't know what a man from Uncle should be before that Um it's just, I don't, I don't know this, and I enjoyed it. I saw it in the cinema, this film. Um, it was just, I watched Knives Out before this, which maybe worked against Sherlock Holmes on the rewatch. There was never a point of this film past about 20 minutes where you didn't know who the villain was. Yeah. And as we kind of said there, I, if I was to go and see a shot. Holmes film tomorrow without knowing anything about it I would assume I'm tuning in for like a whodunit like a I shouldn't know who this is until the end uh, this should be like a grown up Scooby Doo of sorts like make me think it's this guy make me think it's that guy convince me it's this guy and then it was the it was the butler the whole time or whoever it's going to be yeah this this was just it, it was like Guy Ritchie thought just had a dream one night like you know what would be cool Robert Downey Jr. is Sherlock Holmes, and that was just all he had because the rest of it isn't really Sherlock Holmes, aside from the fact that he's somewhat of a detective. I don't know. I don't know how, how you felt when you rewatched it. Um, I,
0: I still thought it was OK. Like, I still thought it was OK. I was never... I was excited. I actually remember being excited to watch this the very, Agreed. very first time. Yeah. Um, But that was just because it was Sherlock Holmes. Than anything, I was also a lot younger, I was like 14 15, so my expectation and anticipation for films were was slightly different. Um, but I do remember being excited to watch it, so I enjoyed it the first time, I enjoyed it enough. Bought the DVD, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: watched
0: the I, sequel, I, yes, watched the sequel, bought the DVD yeah. of the sequel,
1: yeah.
0: think the sequel is the, not good. <laughs> um I've seen recently that they are in talks to make a third mm-hmm. and Dexter Fletcher mm-hmm. for those of you who have seen Lockstock etc um he will he'll be directing
1: this one it's it's it, it's it's <laughs> hard that, that's I'll take you through this trivia first and then we'll come back to it so um Watson's line to Holmes you know what you're drinking there is you uh, you know You know that What You're Drinking Is For Eye Surgery is an obscure reference to Sherlock's cocaine usage. Uh, At Mm -hmm. the time, cocaine was used as a topical anaesthetic for eye surgery, and in the stories, Holmes injects cocaine. He does. Uh, Robert Mallet, uh, the guy who plays Dredger, accidentally knocked out Downey Jr. while filming one of the fight scenes. (laughs) He's definitely wound him up that day on set. (laughs) Not quite pulled his punch, you see. Um, yeah. After Guy Ritchie signed on as the director, he insisted that the two most common clichés of Sherlock Holmes, the elementary, my dear Watson, and Holmes' uh, Deerstalker, be dropped entirely.
0: That is just... that's trying to be original for the sake of it though.
1: But like... It's all that is. It's seems to be... he did King Arthur and then insisted on pulling the sword out of the stone, with David Beckham weirdly watching on and panning to his face every 30 seconds, and then ended it, like, fighting beneath the surface surface with, like, the villain from The Shadow of Mordor PlayStation games. Like, I don't think the guy knows what he is. And I didn't think I liked him beforehand. And I actually tuned in to watch uh, his interview with Joe Rogan, where the less... uh, I watched less of them recently as Joe Rogan is turned into more of a kind of joe rogan caricature but i feel like in a three-hour long form interview you should be able to get a fairly good idea of what someone's like oh yes and i remember hearing him in that interview say that he was going to make an aladdin film i'm thinking what the fuck is going on here and then i think he says in that interview that he had will smith signed on to be the genie and i think the less said about that the better I've not seen it, but you know, have you seen the pictures of Will Smith as the genie? Mm, yes. Okay, yeah, I've not seen it either, but I've seen that. I've seen enough. I've seen enough clips of it to know. But it's just like I don't know what what the point is. Like, either do something original, or if you're going to do Sherlock Holmes, make Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock it's, it's just Holmes. A, yeah. It's such a weird thing to 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 take. Like, I'm going to make Sherlock Holmes, but or at least like if you're. Uh, Sherlock Holmes casual is a weird weird thing to be but like if you just know a little bit about Sherlock Holmes this character is just going to be completely unrecognisable to you it's just it's just a strange stance to take because then it is like that that review where it's like okay we just want the marketing money of calling this Sherlock Holmes like those voiceover trailers with the guy with the great voice saying Robert Downey Jr as Sherlock Holmes I don't know any other reason for why you're doing this. No, exactly. That's what I mean. It, it,
0: it is. It is for money making. And I don't. I don't know. You don't remove enough or add
1: enough for it to be a, for it to be considered a... attempting to escape the clutches of wearing a tight corset every morning. Rachel McAdams would trick the costumers by pushing her stomach out or eating a big breakfast of oatmeal before being laced up. However, they eventually caught on to her ruse. So geez, that means to so... sell like they're like tying her up. Every day like you will wear this corset. The bridge under construction, uh, as I'm sure you're aware, is Tower Bridge being worked on between 1886 and 1894. Mm-hmm. Um, two minutes, 27 into the film where Sherlock Holmes is running down a spiral staircase um, is actually the exact same staircase that's used in uh, Prisoner of Azkaban that leads to a divination class with Professor Trelawney. So a little crossover for you. I didn't need Rachel, Rachel McAdam's role was originally going to go to Sienna Miller, who was in talks for it before her ex fiance Jude Law was cast as Watson. Yeah, and guy guy Ritchie was that, like, Look, no offence to here, I know why would rather. Sorry, Sienna, but uh, you're out, love.
0: Talking of our guy Daniel Craig. Yep.
1: That's no, uh, what broke the two of them wasn't it? Yep. Some other casting what ifs for you and you can tell me if you think they'd work or not I've got my opinion um, before Jude Law was cast um, Colin Farrell was in talks to play Watson can't do it no I like Colin Farrell I really do I think, mean, but I like him
0: for what he's been at in this ain't it could,
1: could he do Sherlock if you put him in Downey Jr's shoes he'd be better I agree
0: He'd be better... Sorry, he'd be a, he would be better as Sherlock, but I don't know if I'd take him over...
1: Excuse me, over Danny no. Jr., regardless of my thoughts on this film. Even with just how they both look, could you have Colin Farrell as Watson alongside Danny Jr.? Mm. I feel like they'd just look a bit too similar to do that. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Um, Sam Worthington was considered for the role of Watson...
0: Good thing he fucking did. Uh, he took Avatar instead, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I, have, I, I, don't, I don't think that works either. No, I don't think it does either. His whole thing is like, I look like a meathead, but not quite. Like mm. I've got a slightly approachable face for a guy that has these muscles. That's his. Uh, that's his quirk. Um, he he he. He's not. He's not a side man. Like he 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 can't be your backup. No, I, I don't. I, I don't think it works. I remember seeing this and being told Jude Law as Watson and thinking, you know what, that sounds just right. Like,
0: which is strange when you consider how good, how good looking Jude Law actually is. I think it's just
1: whether it's his frame,
0: whether it's just a, the tone frame of his has voice. Lot,
1: frame has a lot to do with it.
0: That's where some even Sam just the tone of his voice,
1: isn't it? Like he doesn't sound overpowering. He sounds intelligent. I think two Americans would
0: have. Uh, so I think this is half the problem with fucking. oh, sorry, it's not half the problem one of the problems i have with the world feral yeah. effort
1: there's um, a lot of problems with
0: that <laughs> yeah, i was going to say half but that was actually a wild exaggeration There's so many problems with that a more original take than this though for the record yeah i um, not saying it's a, it's no in by no way shape or form a better take but more original i i it would annoy me and this sounds stupid in this day and age but it would annoy me to have two americans mm. it would have annoyed me even more in 2009. <laughs>
1: All I could think of the first time Watson's on screen is that um, scene in the Phone Shop with him um, saying Chicks love Jude Law" because <laughs> I've watched it recently, Phone Shop back, and that line was just in my head for so long after. Whenever I see him now, I just think of uh, Chicks love Jude Law" and uh, oh, I do love that program. Yeah. <laughs> That phase when you would have the same, those, the, everyone had those t shirts, I can't even think of how to explain it, but it was almost like word art kind of style, like down the side, and it would be like a big kind of picture, and you used to get mm-hmm. them the type you would see advertised on Facebook for like Keenan and Kel, or you would get Gavin and Stacey, or all these kinds. And I had a Photoshop one of a new man on nice. their, um, that I was wearing around. Amsterdam in about 2010 so real sign of the times there nice um when I saw the trivia I thought this was going to be a bit more snide having uh not snide um subtle having not seen it in so long but they've got trivia dancing like a raven is visible every time a character is killed or thought to be killed like they make that pretty blatant in this film don't they like it's not like in uh, yeah what is it in the godfather um every time someone's going to die can't remember oh i thought for sure if i said that you would uh be able to uh, help us here my um, head. i'm sure someone will tell us um but yeah this is pretty much like they're putting like a raven like front and center in the camera aren't they like mm-hmm. someone is about to die in this scene yeah um, i mean these very much over yeah something i thought was um quite cool though in, in uh, what I read here. So in the original theatrical release of the film, Professor Moriarty, uh, seen only in shadow, is voiced by an unknown actor. Um, this was done before the original casting of Jared Harris as Moriarty in the film's sequel. Um, so when the film was released um, on DVD, when it's shown on TV now, uh, he went back and recorded the lines of Moriarty in the first film and it's dubbed over the top of it. Oh, nice. Um, reportedly, um, and I haven't looked this up to kind of compare, is if you find it, some think it's Brad Pitt that was doing it in the first film, but it was just uncredited. I mean, it could have been. They've worked together before. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, when you go back now and when we've watched it, both um, preparing for this and anyone that had in the DVD, it's the guy who they then cast, yeah. Yeah, knowing it was going to be for the second film. But... Uh, yeah, this time around. Um, he didn't know. So, uh, what do you think about that? Do you have any issue? Because some people will say it's kind of uh, disturbing the art of what you have the first time around and uh, cool. kind for of this to think like, it's fair game.
0: An uncredited, unnamed actor You're not really doing anyone a disservice. And if anything, it helps. It will help the second film, which is obviously what it's in aid of.
1: Yeah, but there seems to be more of a thing now. like I don't know if... How much you followed with um kanye's latest album rollout like he's constantly changing the album now even though it's been released and he did this with his last album as well like the song you listen to today could be different when you listen to it the next day because he's constantly updating it thinking he's improving the arts i wonder if it... it's just off his tits on yeah <laughs> <laughs> this kind of thing in the film but I'd, I'd never heard of that before um uh, yes, d- I mean, dubbing's definitely French, been, a, yeah. D- d- yeah, but been going back just so it kind of syncs up with the latter film, and I um, not This dubbing is usually for like a language choice or No, no, um, even sort totally
0: of like in, removing in, in that in, in sort of those yeah. senses. That's definitely been done before. Not so great, then.
1: Huh? Um, Sorry. So that, that's that's the trivia I had for the film. I'm intrigued to see if yours is the same. What's the first thing you think about with the Sherlock Holmes film when, uh, I guess, when you knew you were going to watch it? Or is there anything particular? Uh, It's the fight scene that always pops into my head. Yeah. Where he calculates what he's going to do. Yeah. I remember Um, that was the coolest thing in the world when I saw that the first time.
0: Yeah, the fight scene always pops into my head. Mark Strong always pops into my head as well.
1: He's a good villain, isn't he?
0: He's great. He's just minting whatever he does. Doesn't get enough credit for me. Should be bigger.
1: it's we, weird because like we've seen him play like heroic characters and villainous characters, and I guess the point of a good actor, but in this he's like great when villain. you see him in this, he looks like he should never play anything but a villain. No, not exactly.
0: See that Jaguar advert though, he was in the Jaguar advert about Brits making good villains.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's very good in this i was a bit surprised i even wrote down when i was watching it the fact that the first one of those fight scenes of him kind of calculating it that's two minutes into the film he's doing that yeah, yeah it does start very quick i thought it was kind of like a kind of a drawn out thing later in the film yeah i was a bit shocked that it was that soon in but
0: no, I wouldn't have guessed pre, but as it starts, you like you you know where it's going,
1: and it does, yeah, it does make yeah, it's sense. it's very it's it's very good that is. Um, I do see some people complain about the fact that he does it in the bare knuckle fight, and it's like, well, why didn't you do this ten minutes earlier? I mean, they, I think they try <laughs> and cover that with the one guy says, where did that come from? Yeah, and Guy Ritchie's explanation is that you see when he's when he's in a bare knuckle fight, this is the only time that Sherlock feels he can switch off and not think and it's only because uh, he's embarrassed that that's when he suddenly realizes he has to think of a the cop-out i think i think it's just what he wanted to yeah well yeah. god awful explanation. <laughs> it's like it's, it's essentially isn't it like you don't want to have him go in there and just look like a and savage spark, yeah
0: just spark everyone in 15 seconds because he knows that he knows the four shots he's gonna throw before he yeah. throws them.
1: Like even, the guy, the guy shifts say, his
0: weights to his right and Cheryl
1: Hobbs knows exactly what he's going to do. Yeah, all he has to say is, like, well, it, it takes a bit of time, like, he has to kind of download the data, he has to understand what he has, what his opponent's doing there. He's drinking before, maybe say he's been drinking after, he's a bit rusty. There's so many things you, you could have said, and, yeah, that like just didn't the make bullshit, sense. I, I mean, take away, all the, take away
0: all the bullshit we wanted to put an extended fight scene in. Yeah, <laughs> is a perfectly reasonable explanation. Answer the yeah. question with a question. Would you rather it wasn't there, oh, or would you rather true. it was there? Would you rather it was there sooner? I mean, is, is is the answer he could have given? Okay, take it out, and that fight seems 15 seconds longer. Do you enjoy it more? Yeah. No, no, not really. We still get the same. We get the same end result when he actually figures out and does it. But is it better to have an actual fight scene prior to that? Yeah, probably. It's very confusing
1: um thoughts the woman well i get yeah watson's uh bird um she gets mad at sherlock but she did insist on him uh reading her and kind of saying what he thinks i don't think really think she has a right to be checking a drink in his face does she she asked for it quite literally
0: who really wants to hear the truth though mate what's the point Ah. be careful what you wish for, as the old saying goes. Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, you got to take it when it comes. Mm. Oh, exactly. Watson, the whole way through this film, like I know he wants to be here, uh, leaving this life behind. Every opportunity, he he he's trying to leave his boy alone. takes <laughs> the ops and these streets. <laughs> and instead, he just keeps being like real back in, but it's like, come on, you're in for a penny here. Yeah? You've, you've got to be on board, even to the point where he's nearly been like chopped in half. When he's in this, uh, I don't know, where, what's it called? Like the, 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 like the butchers, like the, 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 mm. the meat factory, whatever you want to call yeah. it. He's gone through all that and even still the next time he's like, oh, you know what, uh, why are you saying we? It's you. You're on your own here. <laughs> it's like, come on, just give it a rest now. He knows you're coming. We know you're coming. You don't need to still be saying this each time.
0: Yeah, but you gotta try. You got to try and convince yourself, aren't
1: you? It doesn't do a very good job of it.
0: No, evidently.
1: So, from what I gather, you, you read the Sherlock books a lot more recently than I had. Like, I, I quite literally, I, I read them going into year seven and I believe I read them maybe in year nine, I think. Probably like year, year
0: nine. Year eight, year nine would be the last time I read them.
1: So, the character that Rachel McAdams plays in this film,
0: mm-hmm.
1: in the books she's not a big character at all, is she? She's in like one story and yeah. that's it. And then they make
0: her kind of like but they it's focus the one he, on the every, way everything they do focuses on Irene Adler because it's a love interest, yeah. and you don't really you don't see another full Sherlock. Interesting. That's um, all it is. Do you think she's good in this, Rachel That's McAdams? That, no, she's not. We won't go back. We won't, We don't need to revisit my <laughs> on Rachel Adams. No, just I don't know. I feel
1: like if we were doing the recasting, which we'll bring back in the next round, um, you have do do a chop, would you? It would be well. <laughs> it, it would be. Well played. I would recast her or Sherlock before I would recast Jude Law. Mm. Yeah, um, but I think that's the English thing. Yeah, yeah, probably right.
0: I do. I don't, I don't know. know you, Maybe I don't. I don't know. She's she's better in other things, but
1: she's not. That's she's not an. She's not, she's not based on, it on. She's not
0: yeah. an. Like she's certainly not an eyesore. But she doesn't she do a doesn't, bad job. No, not
1: not not at all. I think I think the sequel's been out long enough that we can say this. She she gets capped pretty early in the second one, doesn't she? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah she, she's yeah she's she's out right at the start.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Thank you. Um, how rewatchable do you think this is?
0: Less so than before I watched it.
1: Yeah, so this is about five minutes less than Knives uh, Out hmm. it felt significantly 20 longer. Twenty minutes. 20 25 minutes longer, I would say. Yeah. I'd say it felt closer to two and a half hours, than it did two hours. Yes,
0: it's good so it's good. Nice way of putting it. Up.
1: Well, I think you've kind of said. so What was your thoughts in general? having re rewatched it. If oh, it was fun, it was fine. It was. Did it live up to what you thought it was going to be before
0: rewatching? No, no, no. I was. It was. It was. It was, it was fine. It was like I don't hate it. Suddenly, it wasn't a bad no. rewatch. Yes, it was a little no. slow in places and. I'd want a little bit more of this and a little bit more of that, but that's all personal preference. But I don't think it it was it, it it was still it's still exactly
1: what it is. If that makes sense, it wasn't. Did you watch Knives Out before Sherlock or after?
0: Before I watched Knives Out on do do do, do. I watched Knives Out on Monday, Monday day, Sunday. So
1: yeah. Do you think that went against it as I felt it did for me because? I mean, this is part of we got this in the mystery section of our crime bracket. Did that feel against it at all, or you think you would have felt the same if you hadn't watched Knives Out before, regardless? I'd like to say I would have felt the same, but I don't know. I didn't.
0: I didn't think overly about Knives Out whilst I was watching Sherlock. Okay. No.
1: Um. What do you think is the best scene? Probably the first fight scene. Or he's in the corner, cloaked up. That's like a video game, isn't it? Like mm. press like the analogue stick in and lift the cloak up over your head and your enemies don't see you.
0: Yeah. Uh yes yeah, that
1: I quite like they do it throughout the film, but
0: I do like when he actually gives the explanation of what Rockwood was doing. Yeah. I do do enjoy that.
1: That that's the, sol- in- the solving of. That's that's great. Like that that was great in American Hustle which yeah. is what I was referring to earlier where I said you have that cast and it's like, just put them out on the table and say, look, this is what we've got. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that is always good. Um, yeah, I would probably agree. I would probably say um, that that first scene almost introducing Sherlock uh, with the fight, even um, stopping him for the first time when the police chief comes in. Um, Watson's in there. You got a bit of everyone. Yeah. Um, Sherlock your MVP? Yes. Um, dare I ask who you think the best side character is? Oh uh, yeah, I think I'd go to Mark Strong. am not sure if he'd be side, I guess he's probably a bit less than... I well, mean, he's not in it enough to be
0: a main character. I know he's in to no, no, the plot. No, but... But... no you're right, yeah. yeah. You're right.
1: All right, let's do the judging. Okay. Which do you prefer? Uh, no, I Before we carry on, because um, I have not seen them and I feel like you have, the Sherlock show with Ben when, Cumberbatch. Watch. I think Get you told watch. me that before. Oh, Is that more remember. of the who done yes. it? Yeah. So yeah. I think we mentioned it when we did the uh, endgame Infinity War Sorry, pod where there was all this clamour for uh, one of them to say, no shit Sherlock, to the other with uh, yeah. Danny Jr. And... Uh, Come and Benedict. I yes. suppose you like, in yeah, our a chance. Like, we're not doing that. Um, which do you think is more rewatchable? I was eight. Um, best moment slash scene across the two. Um, that's That is a very good question. I will go the Sherlock fight scene. Again, I agree. Oh
0: no. Nice.
1: Uh, best quote.
0: Oh, there's quite a few. I do like some of the dialogue and those, that like, but I do always laugh at KFC, uh, CSI KFC. Um, I mean, that's just I mean, that's just great chat. Uh, I, w- I won't eat one iota of shit is very good. Um, I do enjoy that. was the dumbest car chase of all time there. <laughs> a lot of them. I mean, most, a lot of what comes out of Benoit blanks, to be honest.
1: Yeah. I'll be honest. I did... When Linda asks, "Were you boinking my father?" and then uh, uh, the girl character like, boinking. Like, uh, I I do like the references
0: to Sherlock Holmes in it. Yeah. Something something is afoot. He calls yeah. her Watson two or three times. It does yeah. Talks about the game as well. Um, yeah, I, I, there are. There, I do like there are some good quotes in it, and there's more. A lot of it's the speeches. Um, Sherlock Holmes was. Um, give me two seconds. Have you got any that you want like bring the old notes up? I you
1: because I'm doing this same. Oh, sorry, my bad, my bad. Why are you always suspicious? Should I answer chronologically or alphabetically? <laughs> Bear with me. Bam, 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 bam. I enjoyed uh, In Another Life You'd Have Made an Excellent Criminal, and he says, yes, and you, sir, an excellent policeman.
0: Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's nice.
1: Yeah, Knives no, Out would be my
0: pick for. Yes, Knives no, Out no, would be my That's pick. Sorry, I am just wondering if there's anything that I really. No, anything I'm not Before I ask you. Next no, week. no, no.
1: MVP across both films? Benoit Blanc. Best side character? Uh, Mark Strong. You're Michael Shannon. Which case was harder to solve for you? I mean, I guess kind of answered that, but. Um,
0: well we've already, we've already said general, down, yeah. essentially
1: <laughs> Um If you had a mystery to solve, who would you trust more?
0: Sherlock Holmes. Oh wait, from the film or?
1: Yeah, yeah. So
0: Oh from, from um, uh, the... straight annoyingly from the films, probably Ben Wild Blank, but in reality Sherlock Holmes.
1: Best soundtrack. Knives Out. I said that instinctually. Um I don't think there was much to write home about from either of them. Thrive right? Neither of them. Are, honest, it's yeah. not what you're there for. No. Um. I guess that with knives that it did help to keep with the tone. I didn't feel anything. Kind of a it straight from that. It all kind of packaged it in nicely with well, like yeah. the font and uh, just the lighting and everything. Um. Originality.
0: Well, I think we covered this, haven't we? Ah, knives uh, out. Uh,
1: bigger impact. Um. Knives out say so now in hindsight as well the fact they would be getting the, the two of them already <laughs> yeah I, I don't know I mean they got a
0: sequel I can't remember if the film, or the film birthed the TV show or the other way around I don't yeah. the TV show was set Lloyd was, was was a phenomenon to be honest yeah so I don't I don't know I mean maybe I'm giving maybe I'm giving it on the giving that to preference but I'm not I'm, I'm not I'm comfortable with the answer but I'm not yeah not 100% convinced of that Um. Which has the better opening scene?
1: Oh, Sherlock Holmes. Um, better ending? Knives out. I like the ending. Yeah. And better chemistry? Knives mm. out for me, I like out the sum of the parts and having it all work together.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very good ensemble. I do think you're right. I do, as a, as a, any given two, it would obviously be
1: Holmes Watson, but yeah. overall you are, you are correct. So, Knives out goes through to the next round well, or should well, technically be the first round mm-hmm. um, and next week where I believe we'll have Jack with us um, although you never can be sure we will be doing my favourite film Scarface up against Black Mass another film that we both uh, both like a lot so a slightly darker week next week and um, yeah. A longer week in terms of films.
0: Yes, that's, um, a, that's a good
1: five, six hours we've got a car waiting for it. What what I will say, and I think it's a lot easier said for um, someone that's already seen the film, if you split Scarface up, and I'm going to watch it all at once, but it actually works quite nicely split like hour, hour, 49 minutes. Like it's almost like chaptered quite nicely there because you've got his come up. And then, kind of, the height of the powers, and then you've got the house of cards coming down. So it, it works quite well, even if you have to split it up like that, I would say. Better than some others. Okay. But I'll be doing my best to watch all of one. I'll probably watch it Monday. I'm still not back a little while, still not allowed out until Tuesday. So uh, plenty of time for me.
0: Yeah, you do have that luxury.
1: Um, well, not luxury, but I get mm-hmm. what you mean. Um, so there we go that I'll just add Knives Out to the list so Knives Out is the seventh film to progress into uh, the final bracket alongside Wolf of Wall Street The Raid 2 30 Minutes or Less, Jackie Brown Goodfellas and End of Watch so there you have it I wonder what point you'll reach when you start reading them all out Um, I think I've only read them all out once before because I started adding them at the end again rather than forgetting about it so uh, mm-hmm. There we go. Thank you for see listening. I can't running
0: through 28 films.
1: No, no. Thank you for listening to another edition of Movie Madness. We will be back next week. Can't say who else will be, but we certainly will be. Thank you again. Goodbye.